Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Pastor Ken. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Amen. Today we're going to be in the book of Exodus 11. And we're going to be talking about the final plagues that threatened Egypt. Now, last week we saw how um, God has sent the locusts and it blacked out Egypt. And then God made it dark actually for three days straight. We see how Pharaoh was upset to the point where he told Moses that he doesn't want to see him anymore. He said, the next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Moses said, you're right. We won't see each other anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was the last time they spoke. Now today it starts out in one, it says, the Lord said to Moses, yet one more plague I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Now you see where Moses has favor with everybody. Now, because he has favor with the children of Israel because they've been watching all of this stuff happen. But we also see that the people in Egypt understood who Moses was. And he has favor with them too. So whatever Moses asked for, they're ready to give him anything. Because the Egyptians see Moses as a God. But God says in the beginning when he got ready, when he was at the burning bush, that they're going to see you as a God. He says, so ask him for silver and gold. They're going to give it to you. <laughs> right? For it says, so Moses said, thus says the Lord, about midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill and all the firstborn of the cattle so this went beyond humans 6 says, there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. And we've heard God say this a few times in these scriptures, that these times was the first time any of this stuff ever happened before. Wow. To, to this degree. 
even the cattle's firstborn. Remember, when we first started out, Lord says, yeah, one more play. One more play I'm going to do. Because he remembers how Pharaoh tried to kill all the firstborns. Right. So God says, no, 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 wait a minute, hold on. We're going we're gonna to do this one more. Now these firstborns are from everybody's firstborn. And a lot of people usually see this as firstborn children. Like little kids. Mm -hmm. But if you are grown, you're an old man. And your firstborn is here. Right. He's going to die too. Right. He's a grown man. Right. It didn't say your first grown, your firstborn child. No. He means your firstborn, period. Right. All the firstborns. That's right. These are not just babies. And then it says the firstborn of the cattle. These are the ones you sacrifice. Six says, there shall be a, a great cry throughout all of the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel. Not even a dog will growl against them. Everybody loves the people of Israel at this mm -hmm. point. <laughs> That's right. Either man or beast. That you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. God makes a distinction between his people and worldly folks. Right. 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 You'll hear people talk about there is no separation between the people. God separates people all the time. Yeah. He separates his people from other people all the time. Throughout the Bible, he does it. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean we can't bring those people to Christ. But if you are not bringing them to Christ, you have no business with them. Right. It's just that simple. And all these, in eight, your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out. You and all the people who follow you. And after that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Mm. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you. That my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses got mad because Pharaoh wouldn't listen. And God told him, he's not going to listen to you because I don't want him to listen to you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. We get so mad at people when they don't act right. Mm -hmm. They're not going to act right. Right. He's not God's people. Right. <laughs> when people are not in Christ, I tell, I tell this all the time, expect them to say and do anything. Anything. Right. They don't follow the same rules that you follow. They don't go by the same book that you go by. Right. They may say they believe in God, but they don't have Jesus as their Lord. Mm -hmm. The difference between having Jesus as your Lord and Savior 
A lot of them believe that Jesus is the Savior. But to make him your Lord means that you will obey what he says do in this book. Right. And a lot of them won't do it. That's why he says, I have to be your Lord and Savior. You have to be both. He has to be the Savior and the Lord. You can't be one without the other. That's right. 10 says, Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his land. Not yet. <laughs> Exodus 12 and 1, it says, And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, In the land of Egypt, this month shall be for you the beginning of months. Once they come out, this is the beginning. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, Every man shall take a lamb, according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons. According to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. So if you got a small family and you got a whole lamb and you can't eat it all, you share with your neighbor so y'all can eat it all. Right. Right. This is what the Passover is about. You don't try to eat and put the lamb up and it's just you and yours and everybody else starving. Right. Mm. You got a lot of lamb and you ain't sharing with nobody. Share with your neighbors. Right. Man. It's sad. Some people would rather throw away food than help somebody. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Five says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lamb at twilight. Seven says, Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the house in which they eat. They shall eat the flesh that night, roast on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Nine says, do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it. Its head with its legs and its inner parts. Right? Roast the lamb. Put the blood on the doorpost, on both the doorposts outside. Right. And on a lentil. And eat, and eat it. Right. He said, don't boil it. Right. Roast it. Mm -hmm. Put it on the fire. 10 says, and you shall eat, and you shall let none of it remain until the morning, 
Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. It says if you got leftovers, don't eat it. Burn it up. Burn it up. That's right. This is for one night only. Right. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what happened in the past. He gives you what you need daily. You know, you ever read those scriptures where it says daily bread? Mm -hmm. Daily bread. Things you need on a daily basis. We always look to figuring out things two or three weeks ahead of time, month ahead of time. God's saying, worry about today. Right. That tomorrow we're about for itself. Right. Eleven says, In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. Look nice. Put your shoes on, have your staff in your hand, and you eat. And he said, that eat fast. Yeah. What does all of that mean? Think about it. Fasten your belt. You know, make yourself presentable. Mm -hmm. You have your staff in your hand, and you're eating fast. Because these things won't last. That's right. All these natural things that you have, it won't last. We take too much pride in the stuff that we have. It's a difference between having pride in what you own and having joy in what you own. Right. Having joy in what you own is means you, you praise God for the things that you have. Having pride in what you own means that you're so happy what you did with yourself. <laughs> I made it this far. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. We have to rise above that. Mm -hmm. Twelve said, For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Yes, yes. Not only will he take away these firstborns in the land of Egypt, he said, both man and beast. He said, and on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I am the Lord. That's right. Not a Lord. Right? Mm -hmm. The Lord. That's right. 13 says, the blood shall be a sign for you. On the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you 
when I strike the land of Egypt. So when I strike the land of Egypt and there's blood on the on the lintel and on the on the doorpost, I will pass over those. That's where the Passover comes from. Now, if you don't have it on there, death will find you. Right. 14 says, This shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your, throughout your generations, as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. He says forever. Till he comes back. 15 says, seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. There's no leaven in the bread. Nothing in the bread that taints it and makes it swell. That's right. On the first day you shall remove leaven out of your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened, from the first day until the seventh day, the person shall be cut off from Israel. Oh. I just want to add a little sugar to it. I just want, I just want to put a little something in it. Mm -mm. <laughs> put a little something in it, you're cut off. That's why I say, you know, God is an absolute God. Right. You either going to do what he say do, or you're not. That's it. You're either going to be part of the kingdom or you're going to get cut off. That's right. We have our choices. God don't do it. He don't deal with people, the maybes. Mm -mm. No. Sort of. Kind of. Mm -mm. Almost. <laughs> no. Right. Right. You know how you get mad at your kids and you be like, why did you do it? What does that mean? <laughs> what, what does this mean? <laughs> you get mad. Just talk. be done on those days uh -huh. but what everyone needs to eat that alone may be prepared for you right uh -huh. what you need to eat will be prepared for you that alone may be prepared for you so whatever you need to eat now that's a that's a natural and spiritual thing uh -huh. God says, no work shall be done on those days, but whatever one needs to eat, whether it's natural or spiritual, mm -hmm. that alone may be prepared for you. And you shall observe the Feast of Leavened Bread. For on these very days I brought you, I brought your host out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statute forever. Now, understand this. God making all of these preparations mm -hmm. and telling them 
what this feast is all about. Now they're about to have a feast about something that hasn't even happened yet. They're having a feast, a victory feast, of something that hasn't happened yet. Right? Right. Therefore, therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statue forever. 18 says, in the first month, from the 14th day of the month, at evening, you shall eat the unleavened bread until 21st till the 21st day of the month at evening. For seven days, no leaven is to be found in your house. Not in the food, but in your house at all. Right. So, think about it. It's almost like a fast. Mm -hmm. For seven days, you can't eat what you normally eat that you would normally put in the food to make it sweet or whatever it is mm -hmm. that the taste buds enjoy. Because it's said everything is kind of bitter. Mm. But you're supposed to do this for seven days. It says, if anyone eats what is leavened, that person will be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Whether he is a sojourner or a native of the land. Now, the sojourners are uh, people that are not of Jewish descent. Mm -hmm. So we find out that there is a lot of other nationalities with these people. Right. Right? Right. He says, so once you join into this, if you eat leaven, you cut off. You're not counted anymore. Right. You shall eat nothing leavened in all your dwelling places. You shall eat unleavened bread. I'm like, I don't care where you go or what you do. Those seven days, you can't eat it. Hmm. 21 says, Moses, then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourselves according to the clans. Kill the uh, Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the doors of his house until the morning. Stay in the house. Stay in the house. It is so hard for people to stay in the house. <laughs> I cannot, it, it's just hard to get people to stay in the house. We see that now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. None of you shall go out of the door of, this, of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter the house to strike you. Right. God sends the destroyer to come by the house. Right. See if you got the blood up there. 
the blood of the lamb is on your door. I remember not too long ago we was watching the old school 1970s version of the Ten Commandments. Oh yeah. And the Pharaoh, God, God had did this certain thing, this, this exact thing was going on in the in the movie. So this guy he he goes and opens the door and says, "Behold what God is doing." We can watch what God is doing to the land of Egypt. And Moses say, close the door. <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Moses is like, close the door and sit down. 24 says, you should observe this right as a statue for you and your sons forever. And when you come to the land of the Lord, will give you as he has promised you shall keep this service so once you get out of Egypt this still goes on right. this is nothing that stops and when your children say to you what do you mean by this service you shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover for he has passed over the house of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians but spared our houses and the people bowed their heads and worshipped. The story of Exodus is very interesting because you get to see how God can bless and destroy at the same time. Right, right. How God blesses and destroys at the same time. That's how you know it ain't nobody but God. Right. 28 says then the people of Israel went and did so and the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron so they did 29 says at midnight the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captives who was in the dungeon even if you was in the dungeon, you were somebody's firstborn, you just got hit. Right. Right. And all the first of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, and he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. Somebody is always somebody's firstborn. That's true. Man, it wasn't a house in Egypt that didn't have somebody dead in it. Man, <laughs> there was a lot going on that day. 31 says, then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up, go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel, and go, serve the Lord, as you have said. Take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. What? Yeah, throw, <laughs> throw in something for me. Talk to God for me too. 
Now he told he told Pharaoh, and Pharaoh told Moses, "I don't want to see you no more. Uh -huh. Next time I see you, I'm gonna kill you." Uh -huh. But then he said, "Go get Moses and Aaron." Uh, see, okay, we're done. <laughs> now remember, back when it started, his magicians was going plague for plague. That's right. That tapered off a while ago, didn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that tapered off a while ago. This last one was too much. Firstborns got hit all over Egypt. Pharaoh says, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Take your flocks and your herds. Take your people. He said, take you and the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. I need all of y'all gone. Right. And when you take them, he said, and be gone, and, and, and throw in a blessing for me also. Don't forget about me. <laughs> it's always humbling experience when God is working in your life. Or you see God working around you, mm -hmm. and you want and you have access to a man or woman of God, and you ask them, throw in a blessing for me. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself when you do that, what are you doing for God? Mm -hmm. Are you coming to Christ? Mm -hmm. Are you trying? to live right. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared. Come to Christ. Try Christ for yourself. Yes. Not only see what he's doing in other people's lives. Let him do something in your life. And the only way that's going to happen is if you decide to come to Christ for yourself. That's right. And I implore you to do so. Mm -hmm. Time is running short. Yes. And it's not always going to be available. That's right. right. Amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, Amen. we thank you. We thank you for the scriptures today. We thank you for all the revelation knowledge that we saw in these scriptures. Father, we hope that it helps somebody out there today to understand that they can come to you at any time. They don't have to wait for a plague or something bad to happen. They can just say, I love you and I'm sorry. Father, put it on their hearts to come to you. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.